What's up, what's up? What is cracking CNMI half a day? It's your girl, J-Ray the Fanatic, and... Timmy B. How's everything going out there in L.A. for you, Timmy? Um, The daylight savings time, you know, of course, just happened over the weekend, and um, I'm not really happy about it. I'm trying to adjust <laughs> to it, but... <laughs> well, we don't have... We don't go through the daylight savings time out here. It always stays the same for us, so, you know, my thoughts is with you. I will say this, though. If I seem a little slightly under the weather i am not but i am experiencing excruciating tooth pain right now if i sound weird it's not i'm, I'm not having some sort of diva moment i'm having a tooth moment that's what that's what that all, right. But, um, okay. <laughs> all right so let's get into some breaking news right now for most of you guys you know that i was originally born in denver so i'm i'm a a Los Angelino by way of Denver kind of thing. Slight bit of love for the Denver Broncos, but they have some breaking news coming out of Denver. Um, their defensive end, Adam Gosses, I guess it's, it's GOT. It's Gosses, yeah. right? You guys know I'm really yeah. with names, but I'm assuming it's Gosses. He was um Gosses. he was arrested Gosses. He was arrested in Atlanta um, on rape charges. Um, we don't know a lot about it, but we do know that the rape charge um the accusation is from 2013 the woman just reported it on february 1st and police um finally secured a warrant to arrest adam on march 5th so he did turn himself in on that same day posted a fifty thousand dollar bond and is out so um she um based on her accusation she she met him at a party march 9th 2013 which makes this almost exactly five years old um she mm-hmm. went to his home after the party and then she says that's where that's where he raped her so that's i you know you, yeah you, know, you guys know and and again and i don't want to take away from you know women who've gone through things in the past and just now have the courage to come forward i don't want to seem kind of callous about that but you know that my ability to truly empathize with women who wait an extended period of time to come out about this thing, these types of things is lacking. I'm going to be honest about that. Um, More so though, I took it upon myself to look up the statute of limitations in Georgia um, for, for sex offenses. Now here's the thing in the state of Georgia. And if you guys are an attorney or if you, if you practice law in Georgia and there's a loophole because you know, just cause you read it on the internet, don't make it true. Y'all just fun fact. Right. This is what I found on the internet. And it says that in the state of Georgia, sex offense laws, you have to, um, it, it you don't necessarily, you know, the case can go on, on however long, but you have to bring charges mm-hmm. against the person within four years. So this is almost, like I said, almost exactly five years later. Um, There are some extenuating circumstances with that. If you are under the age of 16, you have seven years to bring about charges. If you are 15 and under, you can bring them about indefinitely. There is one little caveat where it says if there is DNA evidence that you can file charges at any time. There's no statute of limitations if there's actual physical DNA evidence, which I would find that hard to believe that five years later, because you would have to be holding on to either a condom, in which case it's not rape, because who puts on a, you know what I mean? But so either either you're holding on to, so you're either holding on to that or you're holding on to, I don't know, like the dress, like the Monica Lewinsky dress that she held on to Uh, with, you know, the stains on it or something to that effect. But if you're doing that though, 
if you're holding on to evidence, then I would really question the defense of, oh, I didn't come forward because I was just so traumatized by this. Because if you were, if you're not traumatized enough to get rid of, because me, if I'm traumatized by something, I just want all of it gone from my memory. I don't want any parts of it lingering around. Right, no memories. Exactly. So I would find it hard to believe that this is the case in this woman. Um, But again, I'm not, I'm not judge nor jury. I'm just saying five years later, Almost to the day yeah, seems right. seems kind of planned. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't add up. I mean, I mean, it, it just looks a little fishy. Little so especially fishy. if she is holding on to something, it's like you know, is is, is it going to be, I guess, substantial and it's going to hold water up in up in court because if you got to hold on, you must have something that you're holding on to. I would assume that they would have to because if you're going to get the warrant, like the DA and all that has to sign off on the warrant or a judge or somebody right. has to sign off on the warrant. So I would Im- imagine you would have some evidence. But then again, I think about the climate that we're in right now with this Me Too movement and whatnot. And uh, this okay, might okay. this might be the exact time to to not have a look at evidence and just be like, yeah, okay, we can do All this right. now because everybody's gonna be okay with us doing this right now. You know oh, what I mean? Okay. So, so yeah, I don't know. This, you know, this is yeah. The Me Too movement is just uh, it's, it's it's getting it's getting outrageous. You know, to the point mm-hmm. where just just any woman is just coming up saying that you know they've been sexually abused. I mean, not saying that you have to overlook all. I mean, not to overlook all of the cases, but it's just like. Once it comes all down into like a bag of bricks and just comes on and hits everybody, it's like, wait a minute, mm-hmm. what is it? You know, are you meaning to tell me like really, like Kevin Hart said, like really, really, is like it? all of y'all just got? It takes everybody yeah. twenty years to build up to stop it. I can't. I cannot. Yeah. <laughs> I need to start I the like. I can't movement. I can't believe all of y'all. I can believe some of y'all, but I can't believe all of y'all. I'm. I'm just. You know. Yeah. Again, yeah. I realize my ability to empathize on some of these situations is not the best. I own that and I accept that, but it's not going to take me 20 minutes to be like this fool over here. <laughs> like, it's just so many false accusations that have been happening mm-hmm. to where you know you you just have to you know look at both sides of the fence. So they, you know, whatever comes out with that man, you know, um, I hope they get it right. You know, and things yeah. happen. If she's lying, I hope they get it right on that too. Yeah. And I do think when another side note, I do think that there needs to be consequences for women who lie about these types of things. Um, That's a whole nother story for a whole different day, but that's my personal opinion. Um, So let's move on to another sore spot for me. And that's going to be these (laughs) Cleveland Cavaliers. Like I, if you notice, we don't really take your moment. I know you want it. So take your moment. Yo, Los Angeles. Both teams, y'all, Lakers and the Clippers, y'all, got the Cavs over the weekend. LeBron came to the uh, city of Los Angeles, came to Staples, you know, and we had to show them what the business was. Los Angeles Lakers got the W. Clippers got the W the night before. So, yeah, um, I don't – I really don't think we need to have LeBron come over here because we just proved that we don't need him. (laughs) Okay, now All that's right. a stretch. I was going to let you have this whole moment, but now that's a stretch. Y'all uh, need somebody. Uh, <laughs> it wouldn't it wouldn't be LeBron at this point, but I'm just going to I'm going to go ahead and give you your uh, your um your time to figure out what y'all going to do these next few weeks cuz it's looking bad. So, for me, okay, so let's see. So, like Timmy said, we lost to the Lakers, we lost to the Clippers. The bigger the bigger loss for me was to the Denver Nuggets. Who the hell loses to the Denver Nuggets? That 
We did. Hurt my heart. Yeah, we did. We lost. Oh, yeah, but y'all, yeah, but yeah, okay, whatever. But but we have lost six of the last 10 games. Um, You know, LeBron, the whole season has pretty much led the team in points and assists and oftentimes rebounding. But, you know, there's only 16 games left in this season before the playoff starts. And I've said it before. I'm going to double down on this comment. The Cavs have got to be taken out of the finals conversation. There is no way you lose to the Clippers. I'm doubling down. That's not that's not championship playing right there when you lose to the Lakers, the Clippers, and the Nuggets and the 76. Stop it right now. This is too much. Yeah, it's, yeah I can't. I forgot about the Sixers game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I don't have a lot to say. Uh, Toronto's on an eight-game win streak right now, so you know, shouts yeah. out to them. It, uh, it looks like it looks like uh, Cleveland may be a third seed man behind Celtics and Toronto. Yeah, and so may look like that. I mean, the Pacers are thirty-nine and twenty-eight. Uh, we're thirty-eight and twenty-eight. Uh, Washington is thirty-eight and twenty-nine. Seventy-sixers are thirty-six and twenty-nine. Heat thirty-six, thirty-one, and the Milwaukee Bucks is thirty-five and thirty-one. It's just so close. <laughs> it really is. And I mean, and this and, and the thing is, is even even when you break all these teams down and if you really look at how they look and, and what they're doing, nobody, nobody in the top eight is competing with anybody in the West. So, um, um, you know, it's just it just kind of is what it is. And I'm just, you know, the, you know, the whole time I've been over here, I've been really upset that I'm over here on this island and I can't watch my games right. the way I want to. This <laughs> right. is the first time where I actually feel like that's a blessing, you know, because it's going to keep my oh, spirit yeah. right. I'm not going to go crazy. <laughs> right. Because I know every game that you lost, that the Cavs lost, I know you were happy that you didn't watch. Man. I and the thing is, I do, I do go back and watch them. So when I'm watching a game, when, when it's, as it's happening, you know, I'm taking notes. I'm all into it. I'm not, I'm not changing the channel. I'm, I'm not moving. But when you walk out here, I have to watch it three hours after it, it airs. So then now, now I know the score. Now I've already had a chance to sit down and look at the box score. And then you get to like two minutes into the first quarter and you're like, oh, no, I'm not doing this. I'm not putting yeah. myself through this. I'm out. Okay. But for, 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 for Cleveland's, uh, for them, I, I can say this. All right. You know that Kevin Love is injured. He's not gonna be. He's not gonna be to uh, probably play until maybe playoff time if if he gets lucky. Uh, you know, and it's just a whole lot of things that. And then J.R. Smith, you know, like he's he's wishy washy. It's like a lot of players is hurt. Uh, Rodney Hood, I think, is hurt. You know, the, the the player they just picked up from trade. You know, and you know, it's just it's just gonna take some time again for Cleveland to get it right. You know, it, I don't I know how many times. You know, I'm gonna have to say that, but it seems like as soon as soon as LeBron gets on the roll and like you know the the team comes to its own, something happens to where LeBron has to carry the team on his back again. You know, like like you're saying, like when Love got hurt with his broken hand, you know, now it's like okay, yeah, LeBron has to take the rebounds, and then when you Rodney Hood, you know, he's out of the rotation. So now you have to add Kyle Corbin in the rotation. You got to add, you know, uh, people lower off the bench like Jordan Clarkson. You know, you got to add all these other guys. And they have still don't have no chemistry with, uh, with the team yet because they just got there. So it's just going to You got to wonder what happened because 
when when we first did all this the the mad trade epidemic, you know what I mean, where we waited to the to the twelfth hour and just went crazy, and then I was the first one to be like, "This ain't gonna work. This ain't gonna work." And then the next four games, it's like, "Oh well, okay, maybe this will work." You know what I mean? Like it's all of a sudden we've got this chemistry. Jr. was finally Jr. for like four games. Kyle Cover acted like he knew how to play defense, and we all know he doesn't, but he looked like he did. And all of a sudden, we had I had to take this moment and step back and go, "Okay." maybe I was wrong. And then Tyron Luce says, he was like, oh, our playbook is limited because we have guys on our team who don't, you know, we basically have a whole new squad and so our playbook is limited. I tell you the next game after he said that, it was just like straight downhill, straight downhill after that. So I think Ty, I think Ty Lue won't deny us if you don't, uh, if you don't think so. I do. I, I told you that. I told you that when when, the, when we first talk, started talking about this, I was like, look, I don't even know if it's worth it right now to let go of Tyron Lue because, I mean, in my mind this season, it just it just is what it is. But he's his, he has a, an amazing inability – he he just doesn't – he kind of lets LeBron – and even though everyone in the land will say that's not true, LeBron isn't running the team, LeBron's not – stop lying. Yes, he is. We all yeah. watch the games. Now, when I do watch, that's what I'm looking at. Uh, Tyron does a lot of nodding when LeBron starts talking. Like, mm-hmm, yeah, because mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. that, that time he's a coach. <laughs> as right, soon as LeBron right. speaks, and, he has, and as soon as LeBron speaks and has a floor, Tyron lose coaching abilities just diminish. <laughs> and so, so I, mean, I just yeah. think that you need someone like Phil Jackson who's going to let you he's going to let you go so far but then um, you we've all seen well maybe not all of us cuz some of y'all probably weren't even alive then but most of us <laughs> have seen go back and look at tape you know when 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 it's time to reel a player in he reels a player in I don't really know if that's a if that's a something you can learn or if that's just a trait that you have like whoa 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 this is my team you know what I mean but Whatever that is, Tyron Lue does not have it. He's going to have some serious soul searching to do with these next mm-hmm. few weeks, you know, as the playoff time runs around, coming mm-hmm. around. So, yeah, they're gonna Maybe be, him yeah. and Derrick Rose need to sit around and be like, I don't know if I want to play no more. You know what I mean? Maybe they need to just sit around. <laughs> United with his, uh, old team, with his old coach. Derrick Rose over there. Uh, Again, it seems like like the Bulls is over there, like the Chicago Timberwolves. Like they got Jimmy Butler back, Gibson, Eric Rose. It's a whole nother Bulls team. But yeah, we've got sixteen more games left. So, you know, next week, week after, we'll probably have to really have a conversation about what is in LeBron's future. Is it best for him to stay in the land, which is what I think, or if he should go? I want to. I want to talk about it right now, just because I'm not, you know. But it, it is a conversation that needs to be had. But let's move on right now to our other squad. You know, Timmy, I'm going to let you kind of take the reins, and let's talk about some of these NFL trades. God, okay, here we go with the NFL trades. Now, I'm going to start off by saying don't even think for a second that the Dallas Cowboys have done anything because they haven't. Okay, we're just going to go over it. We're just going to leave at that. All right, now, the now who did make some moves was a whole lot of teams from the uh, NFC West. Now, the Los Angeles Rams just uh, got a key to lead on a trade from the Denver Broncos. So now he's a Ram. Mm-hmm. That's a great acquisition, too. Yeah, that is a good one because they got, you know, their defense, see how the Rams were for their, their passing defense was, was, like, phenomenal last season. So, you know, and, and um, you have uh, Marcus Peters. He was traded from the Chiefs to the Rams. 
So he's over there, another the cornerback from the Chiefs. So that's another you know shutdown corner. So you bring Tlaib over there with the Rams, and you bring Marcus Peters. That's that's a win win right there for me. Richard Sherman to the 49ers. That's a good look. I like that. You know, Sherman stays home. He stays in the air in the NFC West. You know, he could play the Seahawks twice every uh every year. And he's, you know, like I say he's back. He, you know, he stays home, he stays West Coast. And, you know, for, for the Niners, they made some good additions, you know, and as far as this one is concerned, I'm concerned this one is one of the good ones that they that they made. And it also uh it's also rumored that Earl Thomas will be staying with the Seahawks and uh, it's gonna be tough for Dallas to pursue him. So that that's the latest about Earl Thomas. And then Michael Bennett, of course, you know Michael Bennett, the defensive tackle or defensive end from the Seahawks, he got traded to the Eagles. With that said, the Dallas Cowboys only made one move, and that was uh, re-signing defensive tackle Brian Price to two-year deal. Yeah, and he's like big whoop. He played eight games before he was hurt last season, and he only got eight tackles. So, yay! <laughs> what is what? I will say this: Orlando Orlando Scandrick, which is our essentially our only good cornerback. Um, he has been slightly injury prone with us, but he is nonetheless our only good corner. He has asked for his release. Um, yeah. so. And he's he. If I was a team, I would literally be looking at him. He's only thirty one. Um, his contract is only three million dollars. That is that's that's not going to make much of a difference in your salary cap. I would be looking at him. I am surprised though, and like you said, where it's highly unlikely we're going to get um, Earl Thomas, who is a free safety right now. I thought with Chris Richard, who is basically the reason why. Um, this, the Seattle secondary is so dope and the Legion of Boom and all that. I thought we were going to get something from Seattle. I just thought that we were going to do something. So the fact that we've been sitting over here with a lot of the same kind of pisses me off. Like, yeah, like, I'm, I'm really getting fed up with this keeping the band together thing because <laughs> we've, been, we've been keeping the band together for so long and they haven't played a lick. Right, <laughs> you know what right. I'm saying? Like you, right. band, you keep the band together to play some weak music. Like, like why right. are you? Right. Why are you keeping the band together to do that? And Y'all doing on cover songs. That, you ain't even writing original exactly. music. You are doing cover exactly. songs because everybody know your playbook. You don't even exactly. have any plays in the playbook. What are you doing? Exactly. <laughs> we recycling songs. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> and what I don't understand is this: our vice, our VP, which is Stephen Jones. He came out publicly and said that we were going to release Scandrick if a trade wasn't going to be made. Now, how stupid can you be for you to say for you to say that we're going to release him if a trade's not done? Now that just lets everybody know that oh, we don't have to give up no trade. Now they're going to release him. We're gonna, you know we're not right. I would just let him go. Now that's the dumbest thing that you can do. Now Stephen Jones. You already know he ain't made no smart moves like in the last four or five years. So with this one, when, when I when I heard this one, I was like, okay, yeah, we're we're probably gonna be the same Cowboys like we were last season. And I like to say that I really don't. But if something don't shake up within these next three days, because the I think the next thing on the agenda is um is seeing if we can uh franchise tag David Irving for the first or second round tender. 
they they, they want to go they want to go first round and keep him because if they if he goes second round on the tender man he he, he might be gone. I think what's going to happen in Dallas and and I'm this is one of those things that I'm I'm praying that I'm wrong about because everything that I'm about to say is moronic. It's not my idea. It's not what Jackie would do. It's not WWJD. It's what I think what I think they would do in Dallas. I think that the Cowboys organization is going to go into this year's draft and they're going to draft a quarterback and they're going to create this competition between this new rookie, whoever he might be, and Dak. Nobody's going to rewrite the playbook. I don't care if you get literally Jesus as quarterback. Everybody knows what he's going to do. <laughs> like, don't nobody care? You know, it's not. it doesn't matter. So I literally think that they're going to, like you said, do a lot of the same. We're going to... Obviously, we need a corner. I, you know, I think there's some decent corners um, that we could get out of this draft. Moving Byron Jones a corner, so that's that's the thing that I've, uh, that that's that's news. That's good news right there because they decided to do that once once Kendrick decided what he what he wanted to do. They said, okay, we're gonna move Byron Jones a corner. Now that leads me to believe a safety's got to be coming in there somewhere, whether it be an Earl which is Thomas why I thought we would get Earl Thomas. Right. I mean, right now, you know, like the latest was Earl Thomas is going to stay because Seattle's going to give him a great deal. There's some draft picks that we could get, you know, defensively that would help. But With I've been trade? a Cowboy fan. Of, we that's what that and that and that's why I was going to. Like I've been okay. a Cowboy fan for too long. I don't. I'm not trying to get all these people in here. Can we get some vets up in here, please? Like, <laughs> because this is what I, this is what's happening. We're we're drafting players from college. And we're just keeping them. Or or we're keeping them for so long, you know, a couple years, and then they're mediocre, and then we let them go, and then they go be fabulous somewhere else. That is our MO. That's what we do. And, you know, the last thing on the agenda, I think, is going to be, you know, whether Des takes his pay cut or whether, you know, he gets released. So it's going to it's gonna be it's gonna be a it's going to be nail biting these next three days because something's going to be moving i just have a, a feeling that like, the next thing on the agenda is is to see what decision they're going to make with Des. because we already franchised tank lawrence we got tank lawrence for one year so he's going to get his bread but now as now is these next things is going to be try to get safety and then try to get there and try to see if we're going to do uh uh something with that so it's going to be it's, it's going to be stressful and I'm still, you know, and I know we've kind of talked about this a little bit. I'm still very much on the, I mean, I think Des should take a pay cut. I think that his play up to this point warrants a pay cut. Um, so we're going to follow all this very closely. Um, make sure you come back next week because Timmy's going to stay on top of all these trades. And and I'm going to stay on top of what's going on in the NBA. We're going to bring all that back to you the beginning of next week. Stay tuned later this week because for the weekend edition, I'm going to have Taylor Reed, my other social justice warrior on the show. We're going to talk about just anything and everything. Everything goes with that. But um, make sure you check that out. Real quick, Timmy B, though, have you seen Black Panther? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know I did. Okay, okay. I just had to make sure. I didn't want to have to come through this phone. I'm throwing up Wakanda if you can't see. But yeah, Wakanda for y'all, straight up. Oh yeah, I'm going to see it again before, uh, before it gets, um, you know, before it leaves theaters. I'm going to see it again. I got I've seen it twice. Um, I'm going to go see it a third time this weekend in 3D. In LA, I hear they have 4D, so you should check that out. Let me know how that is. Okay, I really okay. Would, I would really love to see that. I'm going to do a special shout out right now. I want to shout out um, South Africa, who okay. is taking back the land that was stolen from yes. him. Shouts out yes. to y'all. That's that's my other little Wakanda forever. Like, Wakanda forever. So, you know. 
Everybody, that, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy to hear about that. But tell Timmy, tell everybody where they can find you. Y'all find me on Instagram and Twitter at it's Timmy B, and find me on Facebook, Timothy Barnes Jr. Y'all check it out. Y'all give me a holler, shoot me a text, anything, DM, whatever you want, man. I'll respond and I will get back to y'all promptly. Very yes, high. and you can you can follow me on all things social media at jraythefanatic or follow me online at jraythefanatic.com. I actually just had a thought, Timmy, so I should probably be back on the mainland around October, right after my mom's birthday because I'll go to Denver okay. first. So probably like October 15th, October 20th. Um, so either way, no matter where I am in the world or where I am in the mainland, uh, I think we should plan a Wakanda Halloween party. Just throwing Ooh. it out there. Oh, hey, hey. Right. I'm cool with that. Because you know what costumes you got to, yeah, you got to start planning that stuff now because them costumes be, they, people be snatching costumes up. So I'm down with that. All right. So let's round up the crew. It's going to be a game on Wakanda Forever Halloween party. We're going to let y'all know about that because that's really going to happen. With yeah, that. that's going to happen. We'll probably have it at the GS, which is black owned, black operated in Inglewood. So y'all make sure you stay tuned and hang out with us. Um, thanks again for listening. Once again, it's your girl, J. Ray the Fanatic. And all right, we'll see y'all next week. Bye.